You're listening to the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast on Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Monday, March 9th, 2020. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire. We talk Penn State sports right here on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. And we've got some highs and lows once again to talk about when it comes to the Penn State sports scene. Before we get into all of that, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast on all your favorite podcasting apps such as iTunes and Google Play, Spotify and Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio. We also have an RSS feed, so if I didn't mention your favorite podcasting app, you can add that right in to your favorite podcasting app of choice and make sure you subscribe and review. It does help with the placement of this podcast as we continue to try and grow this podcast here in 2020, so your support is greatly appreciated. But we also want you to be a part of the show, so send us your comments, send us your questions. We'll throw them in to an upcoming episode whenever we get the chance, and the best way to do that is by following us on Twitter and talking to us on Twitter, at LockedOnNittany, and check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. We are also on YouTube. So if you like listening to podcasts on YouTube, you can do that. You can check out Locked On Nittany Lines on the YouTube channel. You can check it out and subscribe there as well. Again, we have some highs and lows to get into. The Penn State men's basketball program took a loss in their regular season finale on the road. We'll talk about that. Meanwhile, a layoff for the Penn State hockey team is coming to an end as they get ready for single round elimination coming up this weekend. So we'll talk about all that stuff and more right in today's episode of the Locked On Nittany Lines podcast. Let's get started. When it comes to the Penn State men's basketball team, I honestly don't know where to begin. It just feels like it was a very short time ago, and it was, that I said on this podcast that I was officially all in on the bandwagon for Penn State hoops going into the final stretch of the regular season. And wouldn't you know it, Penn State then decides to lose five of their last six games of the regular season, limping into this week's Big Ten tournament, which is going to be taking place in Indianapolis. Penn State went from potentially having a double buy in the Big Ten tournament, potentially as the number two seed and a number nine ranking in the AP poll and following their abysmal loss on the road against Northwestern. Again, some injuries to deal with, but still a bad loss. And to end the season the way that Penn State has, it's certainly not quite as inspiring as it looked like things were going to be just a few short weeks ago. And I said last week on the podcast that regardless of what happened in this final game of the regular season on the road against Northwestern, which should have been a win, uh, but it just feels as though you still have time and an opportunity to kind of rebound and regain some momentum. It's tough to see where that's going to happen right now, though, because things have not been going well. And you're going into the Big Ten tournament in a much more dangerous situation than it easily could have had Penn State won just a couple of games in their last couple of weeks, including this past weekend against Northwestern. You know, losing to Michigan State's one thing. Michigan State is certainly one of the top basketball programs in the Big Ten and perennially speaking around the nation. But, you know, to have the big lead at halftime like they had against the Spartans last week and then to lose at home in their final home game in the regular season and then to follow that up with a uh, just a, a rough performance on the road against Northwestern, easily the worst team in the Big Ten, if not arguably the worst team in the Big Ten. That is a rough way to end what looked like it was going to be a very promising season. But you know what? It still could be because now it's tournament time, starting with the Big Ten tournament coming up this week in Indianapolis. Uh, so you get that chance to rebound. You get a chance to reestablish some momentum going into the NCAA tournament. And make no mistake, Penn State is going to be going to the NCAA tournament. Their seeding position is certainly going to be in a much different situation if things don't turn around in Indianapolis. 
What we do know at the time of this recording is Penn State is going to be either a number six seed or number seven seed. Probably more likely to be a number seven seed as I'm sitting here recording this. Either way, Penn State should have a favorable draw in that first round on Thursday, March 12th. Time to be determined, but game will be on Big Ten Network regardless. But if Penn State does get out of that Thursday matchup against whoever they may be playing, then they got to turn it around and a day later, they're going to have to take on either the number two seed or the number three seed. If They'll take on the number two seed if they're the number seven seed and win, uh, which looks like the most likely scenario as I'm recording this. The number two seed is Maryland, the co-Big Ten regular season champion. Wisconsin takes the number one seed. Or they have to take on the number three seed on that Friday afternoon or Friday evening, I should say. So either way, it's not going to be an easy draw for Penn State if they get to Friday. And that's a big if the way things have been going right now. So obviously, Penn State has fallen quite a bit in the Big Ten packing order, going from the number two seed all the way down to the six or seven, right in the middle of the pack of the conference. Not great way to finish off the season. But now is the time of the season when everybody gets a chance to hit a reset button. A team playing on that Wednesday. Uh, in those first round games for the Big Ten Championship could potentially go on a run and cause some disruption in what has been a pretty wide open Big Ten. There's still a lot of Big Ten teams supposedly heading to the NCAA tournament, again, including Penn State, according to many of the bracketologists that are still out there. Uh, So I think that there's still a chance that Penn State can regain some momentum. But this is a big challenge now for Pat Chambers. Things have been going so well this season, and then they just hit a slide at the worst possible time. Now, can they regroup? Can they get back on the same page? Can they get back to doing things that worked so well for them? Can they have everybody healthy and available? That'll be a big key and going into this tournament, because if you win a couple of games here, all of a sudden you can regain some of the respect, I think, from the selection committee that's going to be watching very closely as they get ready to seed the entire tournament. I don't know how much uh, of an upswing Penn State can potentially make in a few days if they can win a couple games. Obviously, if they can get to the Big Ten Championship game, which I'm not going to say is completely out of the question. I just feel far less confident about it than I did three weeks ago when I decided to hop on the bandwagon. But uh, that's the beauty of conference tournaments because everybody gets a chance to have their own story written right now. So forget about what happened in the regular season. Forget about what happened in the last three weeks. It's a big challenge for Pat Chambers and the coaching staff to be able to deliver that message. But I do feel as though Penn State does have the kind of mentality to kind of put some of that stuff behind them and maybe not necessarily hit the reset button, but kind of turn the page and get ready to reshape the narrative that has certainly been coming back to haunt them these last couple of weeks. Because we've seen all the criticisms come out about Penn State basketball from some of the, the regular people that you would expect to be saying this kind of stuff. It's been pretty negative the last couple of weeks, understandably so. But the beauty of March is you get a chance to put all that aside and start something new. So this is a new season now for Penn State. They still have a lot of talent. They still have a lot of potential. We'll see how far they can go in the Big Ten tournament. We'll be watching it all week long for as long as Penn State is in it. And then, of course, we'll lead into Selection Sunday. And we'll see where Penn State is officially going to be heading come tournament time. Odds are by now you have certainly heard a story or two about the outbreak of coronavirus or COVID-19, I think that is the official name for it. Uh, So this has been the story 
uh, around the country, around the globe, with this virus outbreak just continuing to spread uh, throughout the country. And now it's been an issue that a lot of sports franchises and sports leagues and uh, sports organizations are certainly taking on uh, with as much severity as is deemed necessary. Uh, because when you have a big group of people <laughs> condensed into one small compact area, while a virus is spreading around, it's going to be a little bit of a health concern. And I think it is the responsibility of organizations to make sure that they can ensure the highest level of safety and security for not only their players and their coaches and all the employees that work for these teams and, and organizations, but also, of course, the fans that are paying for admission to attend these sporting events. So we've seen some soccer matches, some basketball games on lower levels uh, kind of address this by maybe closing the stands or uh, rescheduling or postponing games entirely or just scratching games. And, you know, in Major League Baseball, players aren't even signing autographs like they typically do. At spring training, they're actually signing autographs in their locker room and I guess having the balls and bats or whatever uh, handed to fans in the sand. So it's a pretty interesting story going on right now. And it's certainly something that I think when you're talking about the world of college sports, it's certainly something that the NCAA uh, needs to take seriously. And I think that they are as far as I can see from right now. Last week, they put out a statement regarding this, the need to continue to research and monitor the situation before making any real big decisions. And of course, this is not coincidental timing because the NCAA basketball tournaments for men's and women's basketball are about to get started. So this is something that they certainly need to be worried about. Of course, there's other tournaments that are going on. This is conference tournament time. Last week, we saw a lot of conference basketball tournaments uh, you know, underway for some of the smaller leagues and certainly the, the women's basketball conferences are, have been up for grabs. And of course, we're getting into Selection Sunday coming up this weekend with the Big Ten tournament. And of course, the hockey tournament's been going on in the Big Ten. So this is tournament time for a lot of sports, not just basketball. So there's a lot of stuff going on that the NCAA has to be aware of. And I think with the continued outbreak continuing on uh, from coast to coast, it's certainly something that needs to be addressed. So they're not making any drastic decisions as far as the, the men's and women's basketball tournaments are concerned right now. They don't see any need to close the stands and play games without fans in attendance, which I think is an idea that's been kind of floated around as a possibility for the NBA. Although uh, I agree with LeBron James, I don't think we're going to get to that point. And I don't think we're going to see that really impact some of the other sports leagues like the NHL, the NBA, uh, Major League Baseball once it gets started very soon. You know, certainly the XFL is not feeling any need to uh, keep fans out of uh, from attending games. And, and I think that that's probably a fine solution. I, I, again, I'm not going to belittle the, the severity of any kind of outbreak outbreak or of any kind of virus that can potentially kill people. <laughs> I don't think that that's going to be something that should be taken lightly, but I also don't think you need to overreact right now. Uh, obviously, it's always best to be erring on the side of safety and the better judgment, and it's best to have fans you know, be mad about having to stay at home and watch the games than go into games and potentially leave me with something far worse that they came in with. So I understand that point. But the reason I'm bringing this up is not only is the NCAA tournament just around the corner, but this is also the time for spring football. You know, spring football practices are getting started very soon. Uh, and of course, at schools like Penn State and Ohio State and Georgia and Alabama, the spring games pack massive crowds. Nebraska, another one of them. Uh, so these are schools 
that I think are going to have to address it as well, probably more on an individual level. Obviously, the Big Ten came out with a statement kind of echoing some of the things that the NCAA said with their statement last week. Uh, and I don't think we're quite at the point where a school like Penn State is going to have to address what they're going to do with the blue-white game coming up in the middle of April. But I think it should be something that's certainly on the radar, especially if this outbreak continues to be spreading, if it's something that doesn't look like it's slowing down, if it doesn't look like it's going to be contained uh, as much as you probably want it to be. I think it is something that Penn State will at least have to address to some degree. And again, I don't think you're going to lose out on your spring game. I think you're still going to be able to go to your spring game, go through your routine and your traditions, uh, treat it like a normal game day, as you will. But it is something that if this coronavirus doesn't slow down, Penn State will have to address it. And I would expect that they would in some kind of timely manner. But I don't think you need to hear from them anytime too soon about that. So that's, I just want to put that out there. I know it's been kind of talked about a little bit online, and I was part of the discussion a little bit last week. And I just want to make sure that everybody knows where I'm coming from here. Obviously, take this virus very seriously and continue to wash your hands. It's always best to err on the side of safety here. But again, I don't think you're going to be seeing any cancellation of spring games, certainly at these big crowds uh, or these big stadiums that pack the bigger crowds for the spring games. I don't think there's going to be any... Uh, school that decides to shut the doors down. But, you know, I would not be surprised if maybe a smaller school that doesn't typically have a big draw for their spring game, maybe they do decide to do something like that, and especially at the FBS level. I would not be shocked if, for a chance, we get close enough to their spring games, and this is still a major story going on out there that the country and the government are still trying to combat. I, I would not be shocked if some school does decide to address it and maybe make a drastic change to their spring game as far as fans. I just don't think that that's going to be happen at Penn State. Before we wrap up this edition of the Locked on the Alliance podcast, I do need to mention the Penn State hockey matchup for Saturday is officially known. Well, it will be officially known by the time you listen to this. At the time of recording this, we do know it's either going to be Minnesota or Notre Dame because Ohio State swept their series against Wisconsin in the Big Ten men's hockey tournament. Michigan took care of Michigan State. So those two, Michigan and Ohio State, they'll be playing each other in the one semifinal round uh, matchup this weekend in Columbus. And Penn State will play host to either Minnesota or Notre Dame. Again, that game has been decided. Whoever won Minnesota versus Notre Dame in their game three, their deciding game three in the first round on Sunday, uh, as I'm recording this, is going to be Penn State's next opponent. So Penn State's going to get a home game against either Minnesota or Notre Dame. Obviously, as we've said before, uh, playing at home is big, especially in these single elimination rounds and the way that the Penn State hockey arena has been rocking and becoming a, a raucous environment. That is going to be a huge momentum swing, I think, for Penn State. Uh, it does still worry me that Penn State has had so much time off in between games because, remember, they didn't have to play in this first round of the Big Ten tournament because they were the number one seed. They get the bye week, and they didn't play in that last weekend of the regular season when all these other teams were vying for playoff positioning or Big Ten tournament positioning or potentially even the Big Ten regular season championship. So there was a lot going on while Penn State's been off these last two weeks. Now we'll see how they can come back and just kind of go into it with just one game to play. It's a dangerous situation, but you still get that game at home. So that kind of offsets some of the danger I think you should have going in to this game considering the, the layoff. 
And I don't think that that's going to be necessarily a bad thing because obviously they've been practicing. Uh, they've still got their legs underneath them in that regard. So it's not like they've been completely off. But uh, there is something to be said about not playing a game in a competitive uh, atmosphere and then jumping right into a single elimination game. Uh, th that's a tough spot to be in for any team regardless of how good they are. And the Big Ten has been really good this year. I mean, Ohio State's been a really good team. You know, Michigan State has been a pretty good team. Michigan, of course, and Minnesota Notre Dame. Any one of these teams could win the Big Ten Championship, if we're being honest. And I think that uh, Penn State getting that number one seed was huge. Uh, but now they got to take care of some business this weekend. So it should be pretty fun. We do know it's going to be Saturday, I believe, at 7 p.m. Uh, so you can catch it, I believe, on the Big Ten Network. Uh, we'll confirm those details later on uh, this week as we get ready for that game. But I do think that uh, this is going to be a pretty fun time, I think, if you're a Penn State hockey fan. Certainly, the way that the Penn State hockey season has been going, maybe it kind of offsets some of the concerns you may have about the Penn State men's basketball team. But you know what? This has a chance to be a pretty fun week because what if Penn State's basketball team does win a couple of games and they do make things pretty fun this week in Indianapolis after the way that their regular season ended. And then that leads into a uh, big 10 uh, semifinal action on the ice uh, Saturday. So, I mean, this could be a pretty fun week for big 10 or I'm sorry for Penn state fans uh, that have, have been following the, the basketball program and the hockey program for as long as they have. So this is a, this could be a potentially really fun week. <laughs> or it could be a completely downer of a week. I don't know what the way this one's going to go, but it will be nice to have that game at home, and I look forward to checking that out. But before I close up this episode of the Locked on Indian Lines podcast, guys, I want to get something off my chest because it's been bugging me ever since I got home from running some errands and getting a chance to step in front of the microphone or sit in front of the microphone and get this episode off the ground, and that is... I had my first Shamrock Shake of the season yesterday on March 8th. It's a little bit later than I usually go to get my first Shamrock Shake, but it was the first time I got a chance to get one this weekend. And you know what? It was terrible. It was absolutely horrible. This is not what I expected out of a Shamrock Shake. You know, a lot of people listening to this probably think a Shamrock Shake is gross by definition, but I got to be honest. It's one of my favorite treats that McDonald's does on a seasonal basis. As far as restaurants, fast food industry is concerned, it's one of my favorite uh, seasonal promotional items. Number one would be the peppermint milkshake from Chick-fil-A. Uh, but in March, it is all about the Shamrock Shake. And I know the money goes towards a good cause. And I'll probably get some more Shamrock Shakes uh, before the time runs out. But, and I did go to a McDonald's that I don't typically go to to get my Shamrock Shake because I was a little, I was in a different area and it was a spur of the moment decision to go grab one uh, from this particular place rather than go to my normal one, which is much closer to home. And maybe that was my first mistake. I should have gone to the McDonald's I trusted the most uh, because this Shamrock Shake came out all liquidy. Uh, it was almost, uh, it had the consistency of a, a slightly thicker chocolate milk. Uh, that's not what I expect out of a milkshake. So guys, be careful when you're getting your Shamrock Shake this year make sure you get it from a mcdonald's you trust and make sure you get them on that's not going to keep you extra long through the drive-through on a sunday afternoon maybe i just went at a bad time i don't know i'll give them the benefit of that doubt but i was extremely disappointed in my first shamrock shake of the season but if i get another one this year and i'm sure i will i'll report back and let you guys know that i got a better shamrock shake experience so hopefully if you do like the shamrock shake you're having a better experience than i had on sunday afternoon 
But that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast. We've got a lot of stuff to get into this week as we go through the Big Ten men's basketball tournament. We'll take a look at the head to the upcoming hockey tournament and, of course, all the other stuff going on. We're getting ready for some spring football, so lots of stuff happening around the world of Penn State sports and, of course, the Big Ten and beyond. So make sure you stay subscribed to all your favorite Locked On podcasts, including this one right on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, you name it, we're on it. We've got the RSS feed out there as well. And make sure you stay connected with us and be a part of the show by sending us your questions and sending us your comments. We'll include them in the shows uh, by following us on Twitter at Locked On Nittany. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Locked On Nittany. And of course, we've got the YouTube page. We put up clips of these podcasts as well in audio form. So lots of stuff and lots of ways to stay connected with this podcast. And of course, I am Kevin McGuire. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Check out my coverage of college football and Penn State on AthlonSports.com and NBCSports.com's College Football Talk. Now, we've got a lot more on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you check out the Locked On Big Ten Podcast for ongoing coverage of this week's Big Ten Men's Basketball Tournament. Lots of good stuff over there, so make sure you check that out on all your favorite podcasting apps. Make sure you let them know that you were sent there by Locked On Nittany Lions as well. That's going to do it for me, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great Monday. Let's get our week started on the right foot. Let's go 1-0 today, and I will talk to you guys again tomorrow.